Welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ tissue and eye donation and transplantation. You can always find us at thegiftedlife.org. I'm Maurice Steele. I'm Joey Boudreaux. And I'm Nyla. <laughs> See, we were working on that. We were trying to sound like Nyla. She's under the weather, so she probably doesn't have a voice right now. <laughs> um, so does. we wish you nothing but the best, and we miss you, girl. And in the meantime, we want you to listen to this podcast. There'll be a test later. So coming <laughs> up on episode 223. We'll be talking to a guest whose sister started a ripple effect 30 years ago that's still having an impact today. Can't wait to hear all the details on that one right here on The Gifted Life. Here we go. Here on the Get to Life podcast, we are excited to introduce you to a new friend and a beloved friend that's been on this podcast many a time before. So, Miss Lisa Bolt, welcome to the Gifted Life. Thank you so much for having me. We certainly appreciate you and for you sharing your story with the world and taking time to talk to us here on the podcast. A little later, we'll bring up a fan, Fave. She kind of plays into your story. So we want to hear about you and your tie to donation. You're coming on the Gifted Life podcast today for a reason. You have a message. I do. August 10th of this year, almost um, a month ago, I released a book based on my sister, Andrea, who was an um, organ donor, and she was with Lopa in 1993. So I was introduced to Lopa way back then, but did not have a lot of information. She was able to save at least six people that we know of, not counting, you know, tissue and other things that we, that I learned a lot about writing this story. 1993, um, was donation discussed? Like, how did that even come up to where, um, you know, you have this tragedy in your family and then you decide to help others? We have one family who said we read a, a Dear Abby letter in the paper mm-hmm. and that's how they knew about mm-hmm. it. But I'm just kind of curious how that came to be. Well, from what I remember that day, um, it's kind of a blur, but there's certain things about that day I'm, I remember very specifically. And I definitely remember the conversation with Lopa um, once we knew Andrea's um, what was, you know, she was in a coma. And once we knew that she was not going to make it, basically a representative came in and sat us all down. And as a family, there was four of us, my, myself, my brother and my parents. And I remember them explaining everything to us. And none of us had a doubt. We're like, absolutely. Like it was, there was no question about it. We didn't need time to talk about it. It was an immediate decision. And I just remember, because honestly, and I don't know if you guys would know, I don't know if it was a big thing on our driver's license back then, because I actually have her driver's license. It was something that one of my parents gave to me, and there's nothing on it. So do you guys know if back in 1993, we had the heart on the driver's license or how that was determined back then? So I remember when I started at Lopa, a bunch of folks would show me their donor cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of did some some quick research and um, the heart on the license here in Louisiana didn't start until the late 90s. Um, we actually had gotten a grant to develop a database um, in 1997. So um, you guys predate that so that you knew about it, knew that right. it was a good thing and wanted to do it. 
I mean, that's a, a pretty great story. It was amazing. And, and, you know, I just, and as I was writing the story, I wanted to portray that as well because I just, I mean, it was so hard, but it was also a beautiful thing that we were going to be able to help so many. And I wish I knew the nurse's name, but I worked at a, um, I had worked a few years before I moved to Tennessee. I'd worked at a local health club and she was a nurse that was a member of the health club and she was actually on the case. And I just remember having a little bit of peace about that because she's like, you don't understand, like one bone can do so much. She was trying to explain some things to me back Mm -hmm. then. And then one of my friends was a nurse during that whole day. She was in the hospital with me. So I was surrounded by so many people that were knowledgeable, but also just very comforting family, friends. Um, Yeah, for such a hard time, it was it turned out to be a beautiful thing. And I love how you have these these memories and, and some of them being so positive about that. Mm. Um, and we keep talking about Andrea, your sister. Yeah. So can you yeah. can you help us get to know her a little bit from what you remember? We're seeing this picture mm-hmm. um, with big hair. I used to have big hair yep. too, curly oh, yes. blonde, just a looker we, on there, the block the block uh, button yep. down. Yeah. Too, yep. <laughs> yes. So that's what we're that looking at so for 90. inspiration. That was her yeah. school picture. <laughs> yes, that was her school picture. That was one of her last photos taken. Oh. And um andrea it's so funny when people meet me now because i have a lot of similarities almost like i don't know it's weird like i came out of my shell a little bit as i got older because i was a very quiet child and she was not andrea was definitely one of a kind she was full of energy lots like she lit up a room when she came in and we couldn't have been more different as as siblings i was the middle child i was quieter and I just remember as I would be as like, Mom, please do something with her. She is <laughs> wild. Please calm her down. <laughs> and it was so funny because we had the same teacher. I was seven years older, so I had the same PE teacher. And when and I put this in the book, the teacher, she shared it with me. She said, I thought when Andrea came around, she would be like you. And she was completely opposite. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. Oh, man. So I, I wanted to portray her personality in the book about her little the things she loved. We all loved music. And I just, I really wanted to portray that in the beginning. So after she passed, that would be the story. But yeah, she was, she was one of a kind, no doubt about it. So Lisa, we definitely want to get into the book. Uh, But before we do that, let's fast forward 28 years. And, and we're going to go ahead and bring in one of our favorites onto the show, Libby Harrison. So tell us, Lisa, how you came to meet Libby. Okay, well, we've still not met in person. It's crazy. We've been friends for almost two years now. Um, I was at a charity event here in Nashville, and somehow I met a lady who had lost her son. He was two years old when he passed. He was an organ donor. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. I said, I lost a sister as well, and she was an organ donor. And her question back to me was like, what do you know about it? And I had nothing to say, which is embarrassing a little bit. I'm like, this was my sister and this has been 28 years and I don't have an answer. I said, well, my parents had a letter that was sent to them, but since they both passed, I never got the letter when they passed. And I just kind of felt like kind of clueless. And so I picked up, I started with my friends in Louisiana. I texted them all back in Monroe and I said, where do I start? And they said, start at Lopa. That's who did the surgery. Start with them. So I looked up the number and I got a sweet girl at the front desk and I said, well, this is from 1993. And she said, I don't know if we have anything from that far. I said, well, here's my number. And then I'm Libby, I'm going to let you take it from there. 
Well, you know, I get this phone call from the office, and they're telling me this family's calling us 1993, and I'm thinking, oh, my. Oh, my goodness. I I don't know what I'm going to be able to tell this family. And I did some digging, and and I did find Andrea's name there. A little bit of information. What organs were recovered and the first name of the recipients. But that was it. So I call Lisa. I don't even know if we talked about that immediately or if we just started talking. I but I just I know we talked an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I hear a lot I when it, Libby. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this when somebody is that curious, um, after that many years, and her knowing so little, I, I remember thinking she hasn't grieved yet. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been taking care of her parents and everybody else, and. And this was her little sister, and I just wanted to give her as much as I could find. So we start talking, and I give her the names and the the organs, and and then there's not a lot about age or anything, and and we just continued to talk, and she let me get to know a little bit about Andrea. I, I don't even remember what else we talked about other than how rare it is um, that someone from 28 years ago would, would contact us. And anyway, she just said, okay, I'm going to think about this or whatever. And we text once in a while and she'd call with questions. And then one day she called and she said, I think I'm going to write a book. I think I'm going to write a book. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Well, I think you should write a book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to say something, Libby, and you forgot this part. I think um, two things you I took away that day. Not only did I sob like a baby, um, you said, do you not understand? Andrea is a hero. And I was like, what? And you said, she is a hero. She is a hero to all the families and their families and their relatives. And that right there was a shit. I got chills telling you that. I got um, a shift in my brain that day because I was like, wow. She was. And so you asked me to write the hero story for the Lopa website. So that's kind of sparked the book, but also the coin that you sent me. That was a well, game changer see, that for was, me. That was something, yeah, the, the medallion. You keep mm-hmm. calling it a coin. Medallion. I know, mm-hmm. the medallion. medallion. Sorry. Yeah. Medallion. We didn't even have anything like that in 1993. No. But the more we talked and the more you made me fall in love with Andrea, I, I, I said, okay executive decision on getting a medallion engraved and um, the next thing I know I get this picture this text and she's got the medallion frame next to a picture of Mm. Andrea it's on her shelf in her office and I thought okay this this Mm. is going to go somewhere this is going to go somewhere I think I remember you telling me that uh, we had talked, I remember you saying, you know, from 30 years ago, she, Libby came into the office. Libby and I's offices mm-hmm. are, are uh, directly across from each other. And Libby's been with Lopa since almost that time frame, since, you know, the late 90s. And, and she's been working with us uh, or for, for Lopa in the family services department where she, she helps families correspond with other families and helps families, you know, of course, such as yours, uh, to, to, to go through that grief journey with someone and try to help guide them through. And of course, unfortunately, I wish we would have had that for you back in the, in the early nineties. It just wasn't something that was, 
you know, well, yeah, built out yet. So I, I'm curious, a couple things. One, I remember Libby coming in and saying, I made an executive decision on this. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting a medallion. She makes this, but I she said, can. Well, of course. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. And, and the other thing is, I, I mean, Libby, how many times does someone come 30 years later? I don't even, I, I remember this so vividly because it's not something that I, I don't, really ever happens. It, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had a 30-year one, ever. Wow. So tell us what happened um, to Andrea, because this happened in Louisiana, but Lisa, you aren't here in Louisiana now. Correct. I was already living in Nashville, which I've been here 32 years now. So I've been here for two years when that happened. And um, Andrea passed away in a tragic car accident in Monroe, where we grew up. And my mom and my brother were here with me looking at apartments because mom Mm. was moving here. Her and Andrea both were supposed to move here. Mm. And then my dad, my parents were already divorced. My dad was in Monroe, but he was working. So she was um, wanting to be, she was a bridesmaid in her friend's wedding. And she told mom, she goes, this is the last weekend before the wedding. So I want to stay here. And so mom let her. And that's kind of how, and then the wreck happened at six in the morning. They had been out all night Mm. after they had checked in technically. And, um, yeah, so we got a call. I'll never forget my mom's at my apartment and mom wasn't at home. She, she wasn't at my apartment. I was like, and we had no cell phones back then. We couldn't just call her, but we got a phone call from my brother's wife saying, there's been an accident and we're like, Oh, okay. Like it wasn't cause I had car, we all had little things growing up as, as teenagers. She goes, no, it's serious. And we're like, what? And we couldn't find our mom. And my brother got on the phone with the hospital. He ended up fainting, talking to the doctor. He fell in the bathtub. I was like, are you okay? I could hear him. Oh no. And I, I can remember that morning, like it was yesterday sometimes. And then mom walked in with groceries and she just looked at us and we're like, there's been an accident. She just dropped everything. And y'all, this is gives me chills telling y'all the moment that morning, the wreck happened, my mother woke up and didn't know why she mm-hmm. just woke up as a mother with an uneasy feeling. So she's like, well, I'm going to go to the grocery store because nobody's up yet. And we figured out later, it was the time of the impact that my mm. mom was awakened, you know, eight hours away. So, ooh, it was pretty emotional for, for all of us. And her and my brother got right back in the car and headed back to Monroe. And then I ended up flying home a little bit later to get back there. Well, you're so great it was, it was a really long day. I mean, you took me, oh, you thank took you. me there. And so um, so what, what do you do? You decided to write a book. Is that what you do? No, no. I work in the music business. I've been in the entertainment world here in Nashville for 26 years. And that's what's even funny. Like, I don't, I don't do this, but God, I call it my God assignment. Mm -hmm. He laid it on my heart to tell this story because, you know, I do remember Libby, I don't think you knew this, the letter my parents got, the one thing I took away, I remember it said male 50. They were all 50 or 51. So I do know that they were in their 50s. That's one thing I stuck out, but um, I always wondered if they changed. Like Libby's shared stories with me from Justin's uh, recipient, you know, just stories, and you hear them about people, the taste change, or they're mm-hmm. they crave things differently, or they see people they think they know. And I wanted to write that with the fictitious. So I made up their whole stories. I just had a first name and an organ. So I just kind of created this version of you're going to be a teacher and you're going to be this. And so I kind of just had a little creative fun with it. And Libby said it earlier, this became a grieving process for me. Like I literally 
I had so many sad days writing this because I had to study the police report page by page and mm. how exactly it happened. And whoo, it was it was detailed. And wow. but you kind of have to go through the hard stuff in order for the healing. And I had healed through so many like losing my parents. I had gotten through that. But Andrews was one I never really got to mm-hmm. to process. And this book is a is a result of my process. And I'm so proud of it. Oh, my gosh. I enjoyed going back to the 80s. I loved the book. I loved the book. I loved it. It's an easier read than usually is associated with such a, the, the organ donation and the recoveries and the recipients. It's, it, there's usually in some books so much language that the lay person doesn't get it. But Lisa wrote it where everybody can comprehend what organ donation and transplantation is. But the first few chapters of the book, the way she wrote it, it's like, Andrea is telling the story and mm-hmm. you get to know Andrea and by the time I'm getting to the accident I'm bawling because Andrea oh, is yeah. dying I, I, I felt like I got to know her and um mm-hmm. good job Lisa it's, it's a really Thank good you. book Aww. I can't wait well y'all I really I learned so much I mean I, I remembered but as I'm sure y'all hear this a lot grief I mean, there's bits and pieces of my childhood that I don't remember. It's weird. I don't know. It's not even around her death. It's kind of before it. Like, there's just, it's like a slideshow sometimes for me. So I reached out to her friends and I said, tell me what you remember about her. Because I want to remember what you, I want to kind of relive what you guys remember. Because how many of y'all, how many can we say that we actually know our sister's friends really well? Mm -hmm. Like, they're their friends. And I wanted to know their version of Andrea. So. I reached out to four or five of them and they were so sweet and they're like, this is how we met. This is, you know, and a lot of them, um, I do tell in the story cause she was such a great friend to be 17 years old. She was a great friend. Mm-hmm. And these women, they're all women now and moms of teenagers. They can't talk about her without crying still mm-hmm. 30 years later. And it, it breaks my heart for them, but I hope they can read the story and realize how much she loved them as well as much as they loved her, you know? Sweet. And we we want you guys to read the story as well. You can find it at Amazon.com, 17 Again, A Story of Life After Life. Have you ever wondered how many people's lives could change in a matter of minutes? Um, Very good imagery, very good color scheme. Um, So we love it. But the first time I came across this was on social media, um, Friends with Libby. I mean, it's kind of like a rite of passage, Friends with Libby, on social media. And she said, have y'all checked out this book? And I said, well... This is I'm hearing about this book and um, and and just gave it a glowing recommendation. So the power of social media um, to impact and just to get people talking about it and, and learning what's out there. So um, so Libby, I know you're, you're proud of it just from your your post. And a lot of us uh, took that and ran with it and said, you know, we want to we want to be a part of this, too. Well, you know, you hear people say it all the time. I want to write a book, but you can hear in Lisa's voice. Wasn't that she wanted to write a book? She was writing a book. <laughs> Y'all don't know me very well, but when I get my mind set on something, I do it. Just the way it happened. I mean, she's writing, and she would call and ask a question about this or that or whatever. But And then she'd call and say, you're never going to believe this. I talked to so-and-so whose friend is a publisher, and she wants to publish my book if I write it. And, <laughs> and every time she turned around... There was something else saying, keep going forward, you Mm -hmm. know. People need to hear this story. So we have a a question um, 
for Lisa or both of you guys, yeah. but we got some, I guess, promotional materials. Some swag. Yeah. Yeah, we got some swag yeah. that wants, some of it already uh, attached to my computer, my laptop. First thing he did. Yeah, I did. Uh, start the Ripple. Tell me a little bit about what that's about. Oh, okay. So when I got the, the medallion, sorry, there you go, Libby medallion. When I got the medallion, <laughs> and Libby, you might remember this text as well, I have a lot of tattoos, and that's how I grieve. That's how I share. I mean, I look like a flower garden with all my tattoos. Because when someone I love passes, I get their favorite flower. So oh. I have roses. I have hydrangeas. I mean, people comment about my, I said, well, all of these are someone I've lost. So I've had oh. a lot of it, but that's my grieving process and I love them. So when I got the medallion and I saw that ripple and that's the motto, the ripple effect of one kind, one act of kindness. Um, so I, I had my artist, we sat down and kind of drew my version of what the ripple looks like to me. It's the, the love and the heart and sharing love and spreading love. So I've had that tattoo. I got it the October that I started writing the book. Like, it's kind of cool that I got it right when I started. And I sent Libby a picture. I was like, look what I got. She's like, oh, my goodness. Can I share this with our CEO? And I was like, yeah. So it, it, it was inspired by the medallion. But as I'm writing this this story in Andrea's book, I put that, um, if y'all have a copy of the book, it's the last page. And I talk about why I wrote it and how that that image was where the story came from. So once again, as I'm writing this out, then I'm like, start the ripple. Like we as people need to be the beginning of a ripple of doing something kind of and spreading love. So I had these bracelets made and I had the sticker and that's the actual tattoo, mm -hmm. had the sticker made. And um, we did the book release here in Nashville at Kendra Scott, which nice. is a local, you know, it's a, it's Big a partner jewelry chain. Yeah. And Yes. And they, they were like, let's do, she asked me, the manager said, let's do your book release here. We've never done that before. I was like, okay. So I said, well, we're going to raise money for Lopa. So I actually did a big fundraiser for Lopa. And I think we were able to raise over $3,000 that Aww. has now been sent to Lopa on behalf of Andrea. Thank and you. Um, so that's the ripple, right? So I started it by, and I just, I'm trying to get on this mission here. We do not have a donor license plate in Tennessee. I'm so, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing. So I'm on a mission to get one started. Here oh, I think you'll have here. one soon, yep. Missy. <laughs> With that drive. Uh, yeah. But I'm looking at the cover of your book. So um, at in, yes. in the artistry, there's ripples by her feet. And then yes. under the seven, yes. there's ripples. So, so they're everywhere. Yes, they're everywhere. And I told my publisher, her name is Julie. And I said, I had a vision like this. This cover came to me in a dream. I said, you're going to love me or hate me when we do this cover because I know exactly <laughs> what I have to have. Like I'm super specific about it. And if you don't get it, we're going to have a problem. Cause I'm going to, I have to have, I have to have Andrea's, this is looks like her. Um, I have to have her, you know, sitting on the dock with her toe in the water. And that toe is starting the ripple effect because she started this ripple. Um, and then it's around the 17. So there's a lot of detail in the cover that I was super specific about. And she nailed it. Like, nailed um, I was going to say, it's right there, which is pretty cool. Again, you can find this on Amazon. But uh, Libby, I want to circle back to you. So um, you start a lot of our ripples um, by the conversations that, that you guys have. And I just love when somebody says, I met Libby. 
There's always a great story. I have one. Joey has one. Like, everybody has one. Um, but listening to this one unfold, um, how does that make you feel, and, and where are you now? Well, it makes me very proud that Lisa trusted me to ask those questions and encourage her, and she shared a lot, which is how I knew she really hadn't grieved her sister's death. I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed to do what I do every day. And the Andreas keep me going. Mm. So, Lisa, I know you just released this book. I know there's more to come. I'm pretty sure you're going to be back on the podcast saying, you know, I got that yep. license plate. But yep. um, tell us about your drive and, and where you are. Um, so you're in Nashville in the t- entertainment industry. Um, so is this something where, that people know about donation where you are? Or is it something that you're telling them and, and they're listening because of your tie? I think it's a little of both. Like when I tell, especially young tro- children, I'll say, are you a, no- do you know about organ donation? They're like, what? Like, it's just not, it's not taught. I feel like, I don't know where the disconnect is. And um, so I'm trying to bring awareness to it. And I had a, a friend who's, he's like 30 something years old. And he goes, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be, you know, I don't know the word he used, but I'm like, you don't understand. It's done with grace and love and respect. Yeah. All of that. I said, you know, what it, I mean, when you're gone, you're gone. Like your body is just, you know, I went into that whole conversation, but I'm just trying to bring awareness to it. And, and not only the organ donation, but let's be kind to each other. Let's mm-hmm. be nice. You know, let's start. It starts with you. And so this, this is an assignment that I have been given in my heart and I'm just following it. And I'm I'm actually having a really good time with it. And everyone I work, luckily, I mean, I work kind of for myself, but for other people. So I'm not in a nine to five job. So I'm very flexible. So people are like, when did you have time to write a book? I'm like, I just found it. Like I literally knows I'd call her and going, Hey, does this make sense? Because I did so much research on if you needed a kidney and you were a 50 year old man, what would have had to happen? So I tried to be pretty specific on certain conditions that happened because of that. So I learned so much through this, so much. And one of my dear friends who is a friend of Lopez too, she is a recipient of two organs. So I would lean on her. I went to high school with her and it's just, it's great. And I've met Leah in Monroe. So, I mean, I'm a Lopa fan up mm-hmm. here, Aww. just to let y'all know. Well, you're I'm having some of, the best, some of the best um, mentors in the donation world um, and Libby and Leah both tied to donation in their own way. So mm-hmm. we just appreciate you sharing Andrea with us for keeping her legacy alive and then for writing a book, something you don't normally do to help others understand and learn and for speaking up and saying, well, what else can we do? Yeah. Um, so we love when that yeah. happens. We always say it takes one person to make a difference, one person to start that ripple. Um, so Lisa. That's you, right. That's and I, I honestly feel like a nonprofit's coming out of this as well. I bought startthereple.org when doing all this and I was like, I don't know what's next, but I'm going to be prepared. <laughs> so hopefully it's something I can, um, it's a movement that I'm ready to, to, I don't know, put my, I just, I'm ready to put all my energy in it because I, I do feel like we're missing that in today's society. So when I put that tattoo on my, uh, on my back with the start, the ripple and, and the heart dipping yes. into the water, Pay her. Do I, yeah, <laughs> I'll call you for, uh, for copyright. 
Uh, <laughs> Put a trademark well, it's on so the funny. It's funny you say that because I called my tattoo artist. I said, I'm going to ask for forgiveness instead of permission because I've already done it. <laughs> but I don't really know how it works because we drew it ourselves. Like it's mine. Mm-hmm. It's on my body. And I have, you know, no one else has that. But it was kind of funny. He goes, no, I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. I'll give you some bracelets. But it just, it had to be that, y'all. It had to be that heart and the. Yeah. You know, because y'all, it took me months to come up with that design because I wanted to be exactly because it's permanent. You know, yeah. you can't get them removed, but it's a lot harder to get them right. removed than it is to get them. So I'm really proud of it. Aww. And it was probably as crazy as it sounds. I have 31 tattoos, and that was one of the most painful because it's on my bicep, it's on that inner arm, and I was like, "Are you almost done?" Because this is really <laughs> painful. Um, but you know, it's. It's part of it, and I'm so proud of it. It's one of my favorites. Perfect. Well, we appreciate you um, visiting us as you hit these other milestones. The mic is always open here on the Get to Life podcast. We ask guys that you check out on Amazon.com, 17 Again, A Story of Life After Life. Ladies, we enjoyed it. Thank Thank you so much. In today's question and answer segment, this question, Lori, comes from one of our listeners, and this one's directed to you. Uh-oh. So the question came in, can I register my children as donors even if they don't have their license yet? I like that question. I like that we're thinking about it. Um, I spend a lot of my days trying to educate um, young people or anybody who will listen, right, Joey, mm-hmm. about organ tissue and eye donation. And um, I can tell you... In my own family, uh, my child registered as a donor when she got her ID, and then she had her tip card, and then she finally got her license. So that's just a conversation that we have as a a family because they grew up uh, meeting all these amazing people who have been touched by donation. Um, But um, under the age of 18, you need your parents' permission, and the parents will ultimately have that decision. Um, What we suggest is that you have those conversations, you talk. That's what we do in our families. And some of our families have shared, they had a 10-second conversation like in line at the DMV, what does this mean? It's a good thing. You want to help people. Yes, I do. Um, So that's what I stress are those conversations, why it's good to help other people. Um, We can do that through donation and you can leave a legacy, which is pretty important. So um, parents, it's ultimately up to you until they turn 18, but we want them thinking positively about donation and we want you guys having those conversations and let them ask questions. I'm a great resource, Lopa.org. Thank you for that, Lori, and thank you to the listeners who sent the question in. What a great question. If you're out there and have a question, please give us a call. 504-648-3477. In every episode of The Gifted Life, we honor a hero. And of course, today's hero is Andrea Bolt. We first learned more about Andrea two years ago when we received this letter. My family was introduced to Lopa when my sister Andrea passed away due to a head trauma from an automobile accident in 1993. There was no doubt she would become an organ donor. It wasn't a hard decision. Several months later, my parents received a letter from Lopa sharing that the recipients had received Andrea's organs and to thank our family for the gift of life. Fast forward 28 years later, and I wanted to know more about Lopa and any information I could get. My parents have both passed at this point, and the letter was nowhere to be found. So with the help of Lopa, I was introduced to Libby, and she was able to find some information that would help. I was very lucky that she was able to find anything from so long ago. She helped me so much, understanding that Andrea is a hero. Every recipient, their families and friends knew her name. 
I had never looked at it that way before. A few weeks after our conversation, I received a package from Libby and Lopa with a Medal of Honor with Andrea's name engraved on it. It immediately brought tears to my eyes and my heart full of love. I have made a new friend in Libby and Lopa. I feel everyone should know the importance of being a donor. God has placed it in my heart to tell Andrea's story. I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. And fortunately, I don't know anything about the recipients, but I know that when they received a part of Andrea, they got something special. Thank you, Libby and Lopa. Andrea's Medal of Honor with her photo are proudly placed on my special shelf in my home, along with special memories from my parents. And now we pause and say thank you to Andrea for the gift of life. And that is going to do it, folks, for episode 223 of The Gifted Life. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can register as an organ, tissue, and eye donor anytime. Registerme.org. Special thanks to Lisa Boat coming in, sharing Andrea with us. Of course, reaching out 28 years later. Incredible you know, story. I know, right? Reaching out to Lopa and then writing a book. Like who gets who has all the time these days? I don't understand. I love when people say, "I'm I just gonna it. do this." Like we need we need yeah, a license yeah. plate. I'm gonna start that, and yeah. so I I just love that. And thanks to our our Libby for always guiding these families. No doubt, no doubt. Libby's always been there, and she's the the perfect person for Lisa to to speak to and and to help make those connections. I understand they haven't actually met. But but just to know so much more about Andrea's, where Andrea's gifts right. were, and and which organs were transplanted, so many lives that were touched, you know, and then of course to add that all that to the story is amazing. Yeah, a story that will continue on. All right, guys, the best place to find us is at our website, thegiftedlife.org. Tell your friends, please. Absolutely, listen there or find links to listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating. It really helps others find our podcast. On social media. We know you're on social media. <laughs> like our page on Facebook, guys. It's the Gifted Life Podcast. You can also follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Gifted Life Pod. Thanks for listening. And go out and do something you wouldn't normally do to help us make life happen. Until next time. This is a production of the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreau, and Nala Schwab. Our executive producer is Kirsten Hines. Producer is Shalon Carraway. And we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez. <laughs>